What does the next season look like? I'll tell you. I want to talk about the... It's crazy. I've had uh, had some time off, which is a commodity, but it's been good. So I've had the last couple of weeks to kind of just dive in with God. Is that Liz Green in the back? Oh my goodness. How are you? <laughs> Tell me how I even saw you. I don't even know. But uh, I just feel like um, it's really, a, we're in an awesome, awesome season. Heaven, heaven's with us. Heaven's with you. Heaven wants in more. Come on, on your life. And, and I'm just feeling like I was, it's strange. So I've been taking some weeks and days to just kind of check out and go away, be away from, miss my, miss my wife. My daughter's so busy, she doesn't miss me. But... <laughs> I, I, just, um, I just feel like the Holy Spirit's really speaking some things, and, uh, and I won't share all of that, but I will share one thing, you know, because certain days I'll wake up, and I, it's weird, because it's awesome, but the Lord will just drop a couple words in my heart before my eyes even open. Like, in my mind, I get a few words. I'm like, wow, what is that? So right out the gate when I wake up, I'm just like in it and diving in it, and God is so faithful. Listen, he's the God of everlasting. Oh my goodness. He never ends. The goodness never ends. His voice should never end. His communication never ends. His power never ends. He's the, he's the unchanging. Uh, come on, there's just so much with the Holy Spirit that he wants to do right now in this hour. And he spoke this word to me a couple days ago. He said, abide in the anointing. And let the anointing abide in you. I'm like, that's enough to mess me up for the day. And so that's what I want to speak to you about tonight. I feel like the Lord has something that he wants to give to us. And it's genuine. And it's true. And I feel like there's, there's things that he, he, wants, uh, uh, he wants you to receive tonight. And they come from the place of sonship. They come from the place of knowing who he is in a brand new way. He, it comes from a place where he's really, truly alive and your relationship in him is, is just going to increase and overpower you and overtake you. I, how, how many want that? I really, I really feel like the, the Spirit of God wants to break out in our personal lives in such a way that oil is poured out in a fresh new way that nothing will stop what he's about to do in you. And, and, and I, can't, I can't reiterate, I can't emphasize enough the anointing comes by abiding. We're going to end in Revelation chapter 1 because I want a big picture of Jesus in front of our face at the end of all of this. And I'm telling you, there's a, there's a new, uh, it's not new, it's the ancient of days, but it's, it's brand new what he wants to do inside of the church. It blows away the days of Smith Wigglesworth. It blows away the times of the last outpouring and the last awakenings. It blows that all out of the water and he wants to do it in you and he wants to do it in this hour. And I'm telling you, we live in amazing times. I'm, I'm excited about the times. You know, the, with d great darkness comes great, great light. And the light should overtake us in this hour. And so that's what God's calling the church into. Hopefully I don't blow my voice out quick. If, if the Spirit of God 
would just begin to brood over you, which he is already, but if you would tonight, if you would just begin to brood over you and pull you into a brand new hour in your life, like a brand new destiny, things that he might have spoken in days past, but he wants to pull you into now with fresh new oil on top of that. Listen, the Lord over and over reemphasized to me, listen, you need new oil every day. You need fresh oil every day. I can't store it up and hoard it and keep it for weeks because it's got to pour out and it's got to go somewhere. You've got to release the oil, you got to release the anointing, and it all comes through this one place. It's abiding. It's abiding. And so if, if, you, if you want God's favor, can I say this? How, how many want God's favor on their life? I want God's favor on my life, but it's more than that. It's I want God on my life. I want his presence on my life. When he becomes so evident on your life, it, it, favor comes. Because we postured our hearts in such a way where, we're, where we, don't, we don't care what's on the other side. We just want him. I just want him, and I want what he looks like in my life. I want his expression of what I look like through the kingdom moving through my life. And so it, it's a favor on your life. It's beyond salvation, right? It's, it's favor requires surrender to his lordship. Come on. Favor just requires lordship. <laughs> it, re it requires me surrendering everything. This is what I was talking about. What, this is what I was praying about when we were praying for the offering. I believe that the Lord wants every single thing to have him that be completely Lord over everything. Like if he was to, to change and shift things in your life tomorrow, what does that look like? And sometimes we're looking for, for a platform or or for a new job, or for the, you know, man's way is work yourself up the ladder. God's way is just get under it and get in him and allow the spirit of God to just come on you. When I'm telling you there, there's a new, uh, a brand new wave of, of how we can engage with God. And, it, and it's our just our intensity, not by works that any man should boast, but allowing. Can I ask you this question? Do you really believe him? Because the word continually, continually reinforces this in our lives, that he wants to throw favor on your life, that he wants to throw fresh oil on your life, that he wants the presence of heaven and the glory of the king to be on your life in such a way that you, you're irrecognizable. And so will you really trust him? Because see, the thing is, if I really believe him, I'll really trust him. There's this whole thing with trust and what God wants to do and, and everything from Jesus, everything, all the outpouring, all the flow of the anointing on my life, all of, all of what it looks like on your life, all comes from meeting with him. And when he said, when, when the Lord said this in, in Luke chapter for he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me uh, to preach the good news to the poor and to heal me to send the broken hearts, uh, to heal up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening the prison to those who are bound. It wasn't about the mission. Can I say that to us tonight? It wasn't about the mission. It was about totally loving him. It was about coming into the presence of Jesus Christ. It was about beholding Christ and actually believing what he said 
actually looking at him. And when you look at him and when you behold him and you spend time in the secret place with him, when you begin to uh, actually allow the, the, the increase of his presence to come in on you and overtake you in moments that you never thought, you never thought would happen. Come on, God wants to do that with every person in this room. I'm not talking about something that's, that's far off that you, you're striving for. No, if we close ourselves, if we shut the voices down, if we shut the media down, if we shut, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all those things, if we shut it down and focus on him, there's something that will be poured out on your life and it'll be fresh. It will be as fresh as the first day when you met Jesus. And so there's just a few things that I, I want to go through. It, the, the anointing, what, I, I have to position myself before the Lord and allow him to come in and consecrate me, right? Because when, when the anointing oil, and all throughout history, all throughout the Bible, I'm just talking about the legitimate oil, like the hin. It's funny, it was called the hin. Hin is oil, Benny Hin. <laughs> I don't know, he, lucky he got, right? So... The oil, that's what it meant, right? But the hint of oil, but the oil that, that's poured out on you, it was for a reason. It was to consecrate you, it was to, to purify you, it was to, to come and, and anoint you so that you were set apart and consecrated. And let me tell you the truth this, tonight. Today, you've been consecrated. You don't have to fight your way into a good position with God. Because of Jesus Christ, because of his blood, because of the, the oil that flowed. Can I say the oil flowed from the cross? Come on, the anointing flowed from the cross. If he was the one that was anointed to preach the gospel to the sick and, the, and, and to heal the, heal the leper and, and to cast out devils and to raise the dead, then that anointing flowed when his death came and you received him in fullness. And so I, I want to encourage us because it was the anointing oil that was poured on his, on everyone's head. Remember, I know we're talking about the unity, but it was the priest's head that was, the oil was poured on, that we received the oil of his goodness. We received the oil of consecration. We, leave, we received the oil that consecrates us, that sets us apart. Do you know that you've been set apart? Okay, and, it, and the, the anointing was given so that what? The Holy One gave us this anointing so that we would know all things. And so all it does is it brings me back to Jesus in a fresh new way. When I receive, God, I want fresh oil tonight. God wants to pour out fresh oil tonight. Listen, don't let it be old hat that you, well, fresh oil is about to be released. Don't ever let it get, don't ever let what I'm saying, don't ever let the word of God become just so common that we can't receive a, a fresh hit from God. Listen, God wants to hit us with his power. He wants to anoint us. He wants to smear an anointing on us, but it comes by us leaning up against him. It comes by us moving into a place where we, we snuggle <laughs> we snuggle in close with Jesus and what he has begins to pour off on us. I'm talking to you about a fresh new place where, Lord, I just want to be so close. I just want to live in such a way that I'm so close. <laughs> Who would ever say, I'm, I'm so close to Jesus, I don't need any more. No, no one ever said that. 
No believer ever said that. So that puts me, that positions my life so that I can, I can sense, God, I need to come close. Lord, I, I know I, I met with you this morning, but tonight when I go to bed again, I know I met with you at church, but tonight when I go back to, to bed, would you just pour something on me? Lord, would you speak to me again when I wake up in the morning? Would you begin to open your voice to me? Because his voice, the Bible says his, his voice is like many waters. I'm not yelling, I'm yelling. His voice is like many waters. His voice is being poured out in this hour like many waters. There's refreshing on the voice of God. And he wants to speak to you, and it doesn't, and, and many waters is as a river. When he speaks, it's the, an outpouring of his voice. It's a, it's a, it's a ravine just flowing with the, with the Godhead and pouring into us in a brand new way. Because I'm telling you, you haven't heard everything from God yet. Someone help me. You have not heard everything from God yet. You have not even come into his presence. Listen, this whole vastness of who he is, like the the never-ending ocean of who he is, the the never-ending, he just wants you to come and lay and bask in who he is tonight. It's not about getting, I need a double-double tonight. No, it's not. It's about, come on, God wants to meet you in such a way that your, your life is just, bre- like the breath of God consecrates you. And so when I've received, the Bible says that I've received an anointing and that I know all things. I'm like, really? <laughs> what, does that even, what does that look like, God? that I know all things. I know everything you're about to do. No. I know everything that God knows. Oh, come on. I know it gets silent on that. I know everything. The one who's everlasting, the one who is vast, the one whose love never ends, the one who's the one whose righteousness never ends. I know all things because of the anointing. Oh. If we could get that, right, boom. I see a couple of you like, the vastness of who he is. The vastness of what he wants to do for humanity. The vastness of what he wants to do for someone when you just pray and sha-da-da-da-da. No, he wants to do something beyond that. I'm telling you, there's a power that's going to be released on your life as we come into the fullness of the vastness of who he is because there should not be one thing that blocks that in your life. And if there is, tonight we're asking, God, take it all away. Yeah, again, we're going to do it. Take it all away. Remove it so there's nothing in the way. No, no it would be fierce, a fierce river that would come through my life that nothing, not one thing would be held back because, the listen, the river of revelation does not stop. The river of who he is and the vastness of who he is and the, uh, compared to anything on the earth. Like he wants to unleash the knowledge of God and the knowledge of heaven on you. I'm excited. I'm way more excited than you are. I'm telling you, there's a divine order that God says, look, seek me. I'll try and back up because I'm spitting. There's a vast, incredible ravine from where you know God and he knows you. No, no. Say no more. No more. Just agree with me. No, that won't happen anymore because I'm going to go. I'm going to crowd God in. 
Oh my God, he's already running to you. My Jesus, he's always, he's running to you. He's running faster to you than you are to him. And I call, I call upon a divine collision tonight, that the Lord would collide with us tonight in ways that we haven't met before. We haven't met him before. I'm telling you, there's divine things that are about to happen. So here it is, 1 John 2.27. I'll just read it out so I can do something. Make it legal here. This is the anointing that comes from divine union. From divine union with the Lamb of God. With the one true God. With the King of Kings. With the God of the universe. He wants to come and he wants to abide with you. It's just ridiculous. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. This is John, right? I don't know. I don't know historically because I didn't look it up. Whether this was done after, it was probably done on the Isle of Patmos for all I know. But this is John, the one who came into the presence and saw him with burning eyes, saw the hair like wool, saw the fullness of God in all his glory and the resurrected one who just would say, I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. No, he'd say it again. I'm the everlasting one. Oh my goodness. In 10 verses, in 10 verses, he says, I am the beginning and the end five times. And then the sixth time he says, I'm the everlasting one. That's a mic drop, but I, I can't drop one. But this anointing, get back to this. 1 John 2, 27. But the anointing which you've received from him abides in you. And you don't need that anyone teach you. I scratch my head on that because I feel like I need to be taught. But the Holy Ghost is the best teacher. Right? That means YouTube and all the great schools I can go to because there's a million schools and I, I love it all. Listen, I would listen to Corey Russell. That blows, you know, the guy blows me up. It's good. But ultimately, if I don't have it under the, if I'm not under the anointing of heaven, he can say words like tonight. I can say, I can pour my guts out and I can be fully anointed. But if you're not in the Holy Ghost, it's flying by you, bouncing off of you. I promise you, <laughs> I promise you that if you're not in the heavenlies, if you're not listening, to, if you're not pressed in with the, with the Lord and you're not snuggled up against God, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher in this room right now. And I can say things, but the best thing is for you to read something and then God goes and blows it open and the power of heaven comes into you and the spirit of revelation comes on you and then divine union begins to stir once again. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. There it is again. Concerning all things. What is all? I looked it up in the Greek. It's all. It's everything. It's like there's no limit. 
The same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it is true and not a lie. Now, why would he have to say this? Why? Because we have this tendency to not believe the truth. Especially when it comes to heavenly things, we start to step back. Well, wow, that's a little wild, and he's a little crazy. Watch out, because there's this truth that's trying to come in. And I'm telling you, if you saw Jesus walk into this room right now, there'd be no doubt. But he says what? Blessed are those who believe and do not see. Believe and do not see. Come on, he wants you to see him. Don't, I, I'm not baiting you with that. He wants you to see him. He wants you to encounter him. As a matter of fact, he wants to encounter you. As a, the truth is he wants to just come right in your grill and tell you things and begin to get in your stuff. <laughs> How many want him in your stuff? Come on, raise your hands. I'm going to pray for you if you don't. Listen, you want him in your stuff. I want him in my stuff. God, convict me of the silly, stupid things I might do. Convict me of the things I might say that aren't, come on, profitable, that aren't helping anything, my opinions and all those things. God, help us. Lord, let, would you just come into our, our place and, and, and really overtake us and over, overwhelm us with who you are and let your divine order flow in my life. It's true, and it's not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you abide in him. What does it do? It always brings me back to abiding. Like my life must, my life must be always in close proximity to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I need to be in the, the place where God is is so that I can be. No, just let him be around you. Don't put up fences and walls. Don't put up things that hedge God out because always there's, there's always something that will try and hedge him out. We have distractions. We have uh, the things that we don't want to deal with, like we, things we want to ignore, like talk to the hand. You, you understand there's always something that we don't want God in, our, in, our, in the fullness of our business. We don't want him in every single little area. No, he wants you to give him every single little area. Every little minute place he wants in. He wants around the corner and behind the fence. I'm, I'm telling you. And there, there's places that the, that the Spirit wants to go with you and bring you into. And I started thinking about the pouring, the outpouring of heaven and the outpouring of God and what that looks like on a person that's fully yielded. Well, it looked just like what happened with Jesus. Because he was the first full God-man to walk on the earth. He was the one full of all of heaven in perfect obedience, in perfect submission to what the Lord, what God, what God the Father wanted to do. So I'm going to read this in a different, in a different light. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. It says, but as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic, which you received from him abides permanently in you. Right, I like the I like the anointing. I like I like the fact the anoint the healing anointing. I like the revelatory anointing. I like all the anointings. I like, but the main anointing you want, the main anointing you want is the Jesus anointing. <laughs> Come on, somebody, that Jesus. What is his 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 last name? 
the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who is set apart, the one who was called from the beginning, the one who is always there and always will be, the one that was from the beginning to the end. He just never, he's never going to leave you or forsake you. But there's a sacred appointment. He, with the anointing, he brings a, a sacred appointment for you. The anointing brings a sacred appointment. Sometimes you feel like, man, I, I walk into places and I feel the anointing. Lord, let the anointing be felt. It's okay. It's okay. Don't you want to feel the anointing? I want to sense the anointing. I want to sense the presence of God. I want to, I want to give myself completely to him and, and sense who he is because you know I, anyone in the, I, I won't talk for anyone. I'll talk for myself. That I can walk into a building and have all kinds of other things happening and it blocks me from being sensitive Ready? Everyone say aware. aware. You must be aware. And the only way to be aware is to be non-aware of everything else. That means I'm not talking about being an ostrich, putting your head in the sand and don't, don't you know, deal with the stuff. But I am saying this, that I must be aware of who God is. And that he is a war- rewarder of those who diligently seek. Diligently seek probably means this. Ready? I'm just going to throw an interpretation out there. Diligently seek means probably moving all the clutter away so you can fully see Jesus. I want to just see him. I don't want to see all the other stuff that's going on, especially when I'm coming into a place or coming into my prayer time, right? I'd send my wife lists as I've been away. Can you take care of this? Can you take care of that? Because, Right? Because I'm thinking about things like the, this, you know, we have to live in this world. So all these other things, but can I, can I speak to a bunch of you in this room right now? You'll love me anyway. Listen, there's this, there's this place where you are cluttered with so much stuff that you're not hearing, hearing fully what God has for you. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, moms, I'll, I'll give moms, moms always get a pass, Right? Moms and dads, family stuff, but I'm, I'm saying because you got so many things rolling around you, but I'm saying this, that when it's time to get before Jesus, God wants to meet you in an incredible way. And everyone in this room, get rid of the clutter. Like it's time to clean out the attic. It's time to move things out of the attic, move things out of the cellar. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I can go to the garage now. It's just the same. It used to be the cellar. But what would happen is everything ends up down at the bottom of the cellar floor, like right at the end. Like you walk downstairs, you think you're doing good, and boom, there's a wall. There's a wall. And God wants to clean out the cellar. Same thing with the attic. All the boxes were just going up there now. And then you go to get up there, and you can't get by the stuff. Come on, somebody. That should be good because God wants to clear all that stuff out so you have free access to the area. Right? So every room in the house, you need to clear a path. (laughs) Come on. Jesus said, I have a place that I'm preparing for you. Many, has many rooms, has many dwelling places. Question is, can we get into those dwelling places? Because we think one-dimensionally with God. We think, oh, I only have to get into this room. It's the anointing room. No, no. 
<laughs> I'll take the anointing room. You understand what I'm saying? There's many rooms. Like there's many rooms inside of you that God wants to remove the things that are blocking access from the Spirit of God to come. He can come in like, you know, you want, if we want, if we want, you know, road to Emmaus, smash, bang, boom. I'm good with that. I don't want to be blind. I don't want to be thrown on the ground. I don't want to be trampled underfoot. You understand what I'm saying? You know? Although sometimes when I, I'm looking for God, it's just like, I want to run into you. Can you just hit me? Can the train just come and knock me over? That was half a verse. Sorry. So then you have no need that anyone should instruct you. Right? It's all, I'm just going to jump down to this one here. Right? It says, so you must abide in. That means live in and never depart. From him, being rooted in him and knitted to him. Don't you love that? Being rooted and knitted, right? You're tethered to him. I'm telling you, it's this awesome reality of divine union that God wants to pull us completely into. You, it's already there. Hypothetically, you already have divine union. But walking in the fullness of it and really having this communion with Jesus is God trying to, God's opening up doors that he wants you to step through and clear everything out of the way so you can have the complete divine union with him, right? So being rooted in him and knit to him, just as his anointing has taught you to do. Amen. Listen, there's an anointing that the Lord wants to, he wants to anoint us tonight for brand new, just fresh, fresh oil. I'm telling you, fresh oil is coming at the end of the night. Fresh oil will come to release all kinds of things you've been you've been not been able to get through the doorway. God wants you to squeak through. I like I like talking about the greasy anointing. Come on, He wants to fill you with the oil of God so that you can sneak through. You can get through passages, places you haven't been able to get into. He wants to move you into, and He wants you to be. I, I like the anointing because the enemy can't grab me because I'm covered with oil. Right? I'm slippery when wet. Come on, you got to stay under the flow though. You understand? You have to stay under the flow of God. And the anointing breaks the yoke. Come on, somebody. And, and there's, there's that place where the Lord wants to bust stuff, break the old mindsets. Like when there's yokes on us that are un... I want one. The yoke that's easy and the burden that's light. I want one yoke, his yoke. I don't need any other yoke on me holding me. I don't need any yokes that, that burden me. I don't need a yoke of fear. I don't need a yoke of confusion. I don't need a yoke that's going to bind me up so that I cannot engage with God fully because sometimes it's keeping you farther away from Father than you've ever known. John 15, you know that. I'm not even going to go into that. John 15, verses 4, 7, and 8. Now nah, I'll hit it. I'll hit it. Abide in me and I in you. We know this, right? But don't let us just, I'm not going to hammer through it because we know these words, right? So I'm going to slow down. We know these words because I have to hear things by the Spirit of God, right? Abide in me. 
and I in you, as a branch cannot bear, bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, everyone say by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, right? So the truth is right there, the anointing <laughs> is in the sap. You know what happens with the sap, right? It runs from one place and it feeds the other. And so I want fruit in my life that it just continues to explode and, and fruit that's flowing from my life. And you want fruit flowing from you that is just exploding on the branch. Come on, you can have accelerated fruit. <laughs> I think you can. It all goes back to surrender. How much am I surrendering? How much am I giving over? How much am I totally abandoned to the, to the presence of God? to the presence of my king, right? So there's freedom in abiding, right? And so the anointing flows out of the connection, out of our connection to Jesus, abiding in his character and his heart. Ready? I'm going to hit these now. You everyone good? The Lord wants us to live in the character of who he is. Ready? The character and heart. He, he has, I, I, just, I just wrote five things. And they're all going to be reviewed for you probably. But there's five things that I feel like the Lord wants to give us. It, it helps, it, 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 because we behold who he is, he begins to work these things in our lives. Everyone say work. work. Yeah, it, he, he works things. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We, there's some things that I have to do, things that I have to align with to allow the Holy Spirit to come and speak. And, and one is the meekness and submission. That's one and the same. And some of us have no problem with the meekness and submission part. Well, we have, we have no problem with the meekness. It's the submission part. Ready? Meekness is what? Not weakness. Here's what meekness looks like. When I'm meek, oh, the Bible said, by the way, that Moses was the meekest man. He was the meekest prophet on the earth, right? Before Jesus, right? It, it was, that's what Genesis said of him. He was the meekest. And what did we see? We see him release a whole nation into freedom. Regardless of what, you, what, what your perspective is after it, before, it, before they enter into the fullness with, with Joshua. But he released them from captivity. And God used him to do that. And there was a process in meekness. The meek shall what? Inherit the earth. So when, when I, I look at that, I say, God, nations can be one in a day if we give ourselves to meekness. Not to pride, not to thinking I can do it on my own. Not to thinking I have good ideas, better ideas. No, sometimes good ideas are not even close to God ideas. Sometimes good ideas are really bad ideas. <laughs> okay with that? I just feel like sometimes we think, sometimes we think things are really good. It looks good on paper. 
And I've done things that look really good on paper that didn't turn out anything like I thought. And God said, yeah, yeah, boy, how'd that work out? So I just want, see, true authentic meekness and submission to the what? Will of God. Because who did that? Oh, that would be Jesus. Jesus was just given to the divine purpose and the, and the, the, just to follow after what God was speaking and not to miss one turn in his life with, with, with the Father's plan because everything hinged upon it. And so as a disciple, now I'm going to repeat that. As a disciple, my life is going to look just like that. I am going to be one who's meek. I'm going to submit myself. Just because I'm loud and boisterous doesn't mean I'm not meek. Oh, come on. Ready? Here's meekness. Meekness is when we can hear the voice of God and harness the presence and power of God. Meekness is knowing I've quieted myself, I've given myself down, my tone, i put everything down and quieted everything else down that I can now hear the voice of God and I can harness what he's saying at that hour. This is what the Lord wants, really. This is what the Lord wants from the church right now. He wants a voice, his voice to come because we've quieted ourselves. I'm not saying we can't be boisterous in worship and loud and wild when when we're worshiping heaven come on and worshiping the king but i'm saying this that when we tone everything down when we quiet this is why it's so important like i said before to quiet all the other clutter all the other busyness like we think even ministry i'm i'm serious because i can be really busy i can get as busy as i want to be right we can do a thousand conferences i'm like whoa can we pull back the reins god because i need to hear I'm being honest. And while all the meetings are awesome and, the, and the, we encounter Jesus and people are getting set free and all kinds of wild things are happening, yeah, it's good. But I always feel like he's like, come on, come back. Come back into the quiet place. Come back into the place where you can hear my voice, where you know what I'm speaking quietly. And I'll speak to you. I, you know what's so refreshing? It's like, ah, Emotions. It's just when I think of him just speaking to me like every other day, just in a quiet, still, small voice. Before I even awake, before my eyes are even open, I hear the king saying this. I hear the king saying that. Don't you, we want that, right? I prefer it every day. But I'll take every other day. I was just driving, and I'm thinking, God, thank you for doing that. Like, thank you for your voice. It's a clear voice. It's not like murmured. It's not like I'm not... You know what I'm saying? It's a testimony to his goodness because this is what he wants to do. He's the one that doesn't ever stop speaking. So the reason why I'm not hearing, the reason why you're not hearing is because there's too much else going on. Meekness and submission. It's submitting to all. Submitting all that you have to the obedience of God. And when you do that, the anointing, come on, the oil just begins to flow. What are you saying, Miles? I don't have the anointing when, when I'm not hearing? No, I'm not. But what I am saying is there's, there's a fresh new flow. How many know when you hear the voice, when you hear God, when you hear his spirit, 
that there's a flow of the Spirit of God. I don't care. You can call it emotionalism. You can call whatever you want. I don't really care because I want to hear his voice because it, it makes my spirit man rejoice. And when the spirit man rejoice, man, there's such an encouragement. There's such power that comes. There's such an increase of, of faith that comes. Like, God, wow, you're really speaking. And I'm, and I'm breaking right. Right now, I speak to everyone's mind in this place that you'll hear, that you'll quiet yourself, that you'll begin to move yourself into a position where you hear the, hear the voice of your Father. You hear the voice of Jesus. You hear the many waters that flow into your life. And, and it's, it can be new. Come on, he doesn't say, I do a new thing and does something old. Hello. No, he's wanting to bring us from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And there's something fresh that he wants to speak to you, even tonight, even tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning should be like, God, what are you saying? Like you should have faith to believe every morning that you rise, and even in the midnight hours that he could come and blow you up with a dream. Come on, I, we value the prophetic in this place, and I, I, I just, like I'm not a dreamer, but the Holy Spirit speaks, and I don't, however it looks, Lord, just do whatever you need to do. Release oracles to me. Release scrolls. Release your words to me. Release those things. So he wants to give you the ability to harness what he wants to do in service. Hello. Not service, service, but in service to the king. Right? Because you're just a servant. You're just a messenger. You are nothing. <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'll say me. We were left really encouraged. Pastor told us we're nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's the meekness. Like, Moses was like, I, I can't speak. He said, no, you're just going to take the rod and put it in the ocean. It's going to split. You're going to hit the rock. It's going to gush water. You're going to speak to the rock. Don't hit it like I told you last time. Right? No, that's what it, right? Listen, listen. I was, I was just reading through that stuff. I'm thinking, God, you told him to strike it one time. Then you told him to speak to it. See, that's what happens when we start thinking God's doing things the old way. Oh, we could move in disobedience and be looking for the same results. Some of you totally missed it. Okay. Okay, submission. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Reading my notes. This is good. This is good. Submission and meekness is the wild, untamed, powerful horse, right? Stallion submitting to the bit and the bridle. Right? So Paul. Doesn't Paul talk about that? Just like putting our tongues in a bridle, like being obedient to what he's speaking. So here's the deal. You've got this like, we could go like the Elisha anointing, right? You've got 12 yoke of oxen, right? Just think, he was able to move them along. I know they're not horses, but listen. There's an anointing that God wants to be able to say, everyone say entrust. 
And it's not just about performing in a, in a, in a service. It's not, just, it's not about even healing. I'm telling you, it's got to do with everything. Let's just, as the church, we've got to stop putting it as the gifts and the anointings that happen in a service or outside when we're praying for the sick or whatever. It just has to go beyond that. It has to go into a, a realm where God can anoint you with an idea, and if you completely obey, something incredible is going to happen. It, it, could, it could fund a whole movement. You know, I'm just talking entrepreneurial ideas. Like, we don't even think like that. Like, God wants to give us this information that, I just said it before, all things. The anointing will unloose, will loose all things to you. And we like to put it in a little compartment called church. Or even, you know, kingdoms, kingdoms bigger, kingdoms wider. Kingdoms should encompass everything, right? So we need to move out of a church age mindset and move into a kingdom mindset so that we're not limiting God. Hello, don't limit Jesus. Don't limit him. Don't shut him down to a little perspective because what, what, what we think of God, what we think of him, what do you think of him? That's why I've been emphasizing the everlasting, the everlasting, like the expanse of who he is. We want to limit him in our little finite minds and God is just infinite. It's incredible. Okay. Number two, the anointing flows. <laughs> the anointing flows. Everyone say the anointing flows. <laughs> it has to be with me. Through uprightness or righteousness. Uprightness or righteousness. God wants us to be upright. As a matter of fact, even the priests... Right? If you were in the priestly line and you had a crooked back, you couldn't be a priest. Whoa. Come on, they're judging. It's the truth. If you had a crooked back because you weren't upright. God, I tell you, God's saying something in that. You must be upright. You must not let anything in that's going to make you crooked. Right? He makes the crooked ways straight. And so the Spirit of God wants every area that's crooked, straight. The Holy Ghost is all about straightness, uprightness. And you, are, you have been made righteous, right? Let's just put the truth out and blanket everyone with it because you've been made righteous. And so you are a, a king and a priest. But the reason why the Old Testament's there is to give us an understanding of this is what the priesthood looked like. And if you were, you were disqualified if you weren't walking in uprightness, if you weren't able to walk upright. But I'm calling every one of you in this room, you're an upright priest. You're living in, in total uprightness. You're living in righteousness because the righteousness of God that came from Jesus Christ, came from the, the Son of God, came because of the cross. It brought me back to right standing with Jesus, always. Not to give me a license, but to give me that place of confidence as a son that I walk in the full upright uh, posture towards heaven. And heaven can dwell here because I'm pleasing to the Lord. Come on. Come on. Heaven can dwell 
because you are pleasing to God. So I don't want to squash you like thinking, no, no, I'm not, not cutting it. I'm not, I'm not cutting it. No, you've cut it because Jesus was cut for you. So every time you talk yourself out of something thinking you're not worthy to do it, that's, that's a lie. Every time you talk yourself out of doing something for kingdom, for, it doesn't even, for kingdom, we'll just say kingdom, I'll blanket it. For anything, anytime you talk yourself out of something, it's either because you're unwilling or you don't see yourself correctly before this Father. Oh, come on, that's good truth. You should take that home. So when I stand upright, <laughs> I just thought of it this way, I'm closer to the anointing because it's flowing down, so I'm just going to stand upright, you know, like a diving board. Just let it come, Lord Jesus. Let all of you come. Let the, let the anointing flow. Let, get everything out of the way, but I'm just going to be, come on, ready to dive into the goodness and the mercy of heaven. <laughs> come on. Oh... We must stand in truth and stand for his righteousness. You must stand against the enemy. Hello. This is uprightness. This is we don't cower back. This is, man, we do what's right. Remember David Hogan? Come on, somebody. We do what's right. Don't matter what other people are doing. If it's unrighteous, that means you stand against it. That's why it's so important how, you've, how we vote. <laughs> That's why it's so important the people we hang out with. And I'm not saying that we push them away, but sometimes, I liked what Corey had said. He said sometimes you need to take away, move your daily agenda with them to a, a once-a-month coffee. And so I truly believe that we need to remove those things, but yet the Holy Spirit wants you to live in this right standing with, with God and with people. Come on, people look at you and they know you're walking right. <laughs> Come on, what's all that clean living? All that clean living. Look, you're glowing. Come on. The joy of the Lord just strength. We're living in a, in a good place, right? We're righteous. That's how we stand. And how we stand matters. Ready? How you stand matters. So we're just going to move anything that's unrighteous. Come on. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the attic in the cellar. We're going to move the stuff out of the way. Pack it up. There's a dumpster outside. We'll get rid of it, okay? Number three, the anointing flows out of humility. So I just want to talk about humility for a second because the humble, right? The humble... He resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That means he's attracted. He gives grace. He wants to come to me when I come to him in humility. Usually, uh, I notice for myself, ready? I'll just use myself as an example. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm in a place where I'm consumed with certain things, and I'm thinking about what has to happen, and it happens at our conferences a lot, except for the last one. I was a mess. You and I, same session. I was just a mess all day. It was a me I, I cried from the beginning to the end of Corey Russell's sessions. I was like, what is going on? And it's because I just forgot about everything. 
just forget about when you come in here, start, you know, when you come into the presence of God, I say come in here. But here counts too, because we want to, I want to see this place glow with the glory of God. I want to see your life glow with the glory. I want the anointed to shine so bright on you. <laughs> when you're covered with oil, come on, the light makes it shine brighter. Brighter. I just, I, I actually turned that. That was the only picture I could find of Jesse Sheehan. It's terrible. There was one other one, but that one was colored. But I, it was black and white. I just wanted to bronze him. Come on. I just wanted to bronze him. <laughs> the glory. I might do it still. Listen, that's what God wants. You be bronzed with the presence. Come on. Gold dust is no joke. Come on, bro. It's no joke. We want the presence. I want the, I want the glory of God. I want to see the glory. And what happens is I come before him and I got nothing. The, the poor in spirit, they'll what? I'll see God. What? I want to see him. And when I see him, I'll be like him. So I come to him in humility and not in pride, and I allow his presence to cover me, right? So Jesus demonstrated it, right? And we don't understand, but I don't know. Anytime you come before a king, you're supposed to go low. We don't understand that. You know, we're cussing out our president, and we don't even understand it. Americans think everyone's, you know, whatever. Anyway, I'll stop. I want to get in. I want the. I want the influence of heaven on my life. That means I'll come before the King, with all humility, and all meekness. Right. That way, when I when I get before Him, He just pours the oil on me. Right. Jesus was what a servant leader. Here you go, wasn't he? Jesus was a servant leader. I know he was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, but when he was here on earth, he did what he washed everyone's feet. And then he said to them, who shall be the greatest in the kingdom? Which one of you? <laughs> so he always, Jesus always had a good answer, right? Or a good question. If he's asking questions, you better stop, you know? Just stop. He's essentially saying, who's, who's the one that's willing to kneel down before the others? Because that's what happens. No one wants to yield. That's what I was saying before. Like in business and stuff like that, we always want to get ahead. Like I'm trying to be better than the next person. And we have all these, you know, places where we want to step up higher and kick people out of the way. Listen, I've been in ministry a long time. I watched it. <laughs> God wants you to just be humble and allow the Spirit of God to come. So the anointing flows, ready? The anointing flows out of a pure and clean vessel. Now, I already talked to you about righteousness. I'm just going to talk to you about purity for a minute. And I know we've been back and forth on this for a bit, but I do believe it's key in allowing the pure flow of the Holy Spirit to move through your life. What happens is we get cluttered with all kinds of things that are impure, even in ministry. Hello, even in ministry, we get this idea of how it should be. And God's saying, what's the real flow? What does it look like? What, what did I say? What's the purity look like? What does it look like? Because he wants to pour himself into what? Uh, it's, 
it's in Timothy, I think Paul's talking about gold vessels, silver vessels, not wooden vessels. No, he's saying the lesser ones, the, the, the gold and the, and the silver go before the king. The gold and the silver gets the wine and the oil poured into it. And the Holy Spirit's just being poured out in a fresh way when we purify our hearts. Malachi said what? That he's a refiner's fire, that he comes in this place where he refines us and he purges us. And don't ever stop allowing the Holy Spirit to purge you. Don't ever stop. Don't ever say, God, I don't need another time before you where you come. And No, I feel like I say every day, Lord, every place, every place where you can. Search me, ready? Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, know my heart. Jeremiah said, the heart is sick above all else. <laughs> come on, you all right? Know my heart and try me. Know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the place, in the way of everlasting. What is that? I got stumped on the last few words. Lead me in the way of everlasting. Listen, when we're purified, when we allow the Lord to come and examine us, when I allow him to come in, God, purify my heart. Clear everything out of the way. Clear all the boxes, the cellar, the, every, the bathroom, wherever it is. You got to clean every, every area, every area of my house. But he says this. He says, what? He's going to lead me in the way of everlasting. That means the eternal value of all things will be put before us. Everlasting. It never ends. He wants to lead you in the way that never ends. What's that? That's the pure way. Purity will bring us into everlasting and everlasting and everlasting. It'll expand our minds to understand the eternal things of God. Then I'll just end. Who's helping me tonight? Is he helping you, Grace? Number five. I don't usually have numbers, but here's numbers. Number five. Grace. The anointing that flows from vessels. that flow with fresh oil manifest the presence of God. Oh yeah, that's better. It's better for my voice. Psalm 92, you know it, come on. I love this. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic again. David says this word. He says this. I, in one translation, he said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. And then it says, The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. Come, listen. That's a good word for us. Be long-lived, Stately, that means you're upright. That means you have influence. That means you have a, you, God that wants to open things for you, right? Upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Majestic. I'm going to say this over you. Majestic, stable, 
durable and incorruptible. Come on, you've been born into a place where you are incorruptible. Oh, I'm telling you, if you've been born from heaven, you've been given an incorruptible spirit. Why? Because you let God examine. What was it about David? What was it about David that he would cry out, Lord, I just need fresh oil today. I need fresh oil. You shall, you will. It wasn't a question. You shall anoint me with fresh oil. Because I need your presence more than life. You need his presence more than anything. You need his presence more than life. And then it said this, that said, planted in the house of God, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. And you've been called to live in the courts of God. Not outside, in the middle of it. And growing in grace, they shall bring forth fruit of old age and they shall be full of sap. I talked about that's abiding in the vine and of spiritual vitality. God wants to give you spiritual vitality. So what I, what I really feel like the Lord wants to do is give us a shot today of spiritual vitality. Because some of us get worn down in the battle and I'm telling you, you've been made for the day of battle. been made for the day of battle. You've been made for the time when it becomes dark and it becomes a lot of things contending and you've been made to live and dwell in that day. You've been made to live and move in that day to grow in grace and spiritual vitality, right? And in the and, and rich in trust and love and contentment. Rich in trust and in love and in contentment. And then it says this, that they are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promise. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. They are living memorials. That means that God has wants to write and inscribe something on, on you. It, it's like stone on your heart, right? It's like the, 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 the writing of God's uh, prophetic utterance over your life. He wants to inscribe on your heart and make you a memorial. He wants to make you a place where you're seen before men. Why? Because you've been seen before God. I just want us to go for one moment and look at the book of Revelation. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to rehearse it. Chapter 1, we have John who goes into this place in the Isle of Patmos, and he comes into this encounter with Jesus. And what does he see? He sees his eyes like fire. He says he sees his hair like wool. And the Bible says this, that he becomes, he, he becomes like a dead man. There's an everlasting covenant that we've stepped into, that God has, gives us an invitation to come before him every day, every moment, unchanging. He doesn't change.
wants to bring us into this place where we live with an outflow, the overflow, the fresh anointing oil. Why? Because the presence of God is on us. What does that look like? That looks like the hope of glory that's manifesting outside of you now. Because here's the thing with the anointing. It does an inner work. The anointing brings an inner work inside of you. There's an inner work that takes place and it releases an outer work. Come on, stand. Come on, stand. I gotta give you some hope. you to just look into the Lord's eyes right now because this is what this is all about. It's the, it's the abiding glory. It's the abiding presence of God that wants to be dropped on your life in a fresh, fresh way. And you just ask him for fresh oil, but you're going to ask him for more. I want you to just look into the eyes of fire right now. That's what, that's what undoes me every time. We have to just close our eyes, lift our hands to heaven, say, God, will you just come and show yourself to me in a brand new way right now? Intimacy is our portion. It's your portion. And so just like Moses had a face-to-face encounter before he released the whole nation, So do you and I. I need need a fresh revelation of heaven. I need a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ in my life right now because when I begin to delve into that, when I begin to look into the mystery of his eyes, all the answers to what you need is in his eyes. All the answers to what I need is in his eyes. It's in his face. It's in the face of Jesus Christ. So Holy Spirit, we thank you right now. Lord, we ask, we come with... We come with meekness tonight. We come with humility tonight. We come with purity tonight, Lord. We come in fully righteous before you, God. All these things have been given as gifts to us. And so, Lord, we steward that very well. We steward it right now. We thank you for the purity of heart. Lord, I thank you that you're able to come in and speak and release all of heaven's plans, even in the midst of the clutter that happens all around me all the time. Lord, I ask for divine contentment. (laughs) Come on, Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Just begin to pray, pray in the Holy Spirit right, right now. Just begin to pray in your prayer language. Like erupt, like make the roof go off the room. Yeah, just don't be quiet. You don't need to be quiet. God wants to meet you. Yeah, we thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we ask that you just release fresh oil tonight, fresh oil of your presence right now. Lord, we thank you for every divine moment. And we're going to engage with one right now, a divine moment with you, Jesus, right now. We thank you for all of heaven. We thank you for angelic hosts in the room. We thank you for divine encounters. We thank you for dreams that come from heaven. So Lord, just move. Release the sap. That comes from heaven. Right now. We reach out to you, Father. We receive right now in Jesus' name. things I've spoken of, Lord, we walk in. But I just believe that the Lord wants to give some of you tonight just a, a, a fresh wind, a fresh outpouring of oil tonight. And maybe you've been dry and you don't even need to be dry for it to apply. But just say, God, I want more, and I'm asking you right now for more. And you can come up, come down the aisles, whatever you want to do, because I believe that the Lord does want to meet you in, the mo in this moment. Lord, we thank you. not even about divine it's Holy Spirit we just open ourselves up right now see it's 
it's not even about a divine encounter. It's about living and abiding in a place where the oil is flowing. So we just position ourselves, Lord, right now as a body. Ask that you just come and release fresh oil right now. Lord, any place where we feel like we haven't haven't engaged with you like we, we should, we just ask right now that you just pour it out right now in these moments. Yeah, just be just be ready to do it. I thank you for a pure flow tonight. Pure flow of your spirit. I thank you for the purity of your presence, Father, right now. Lord, we're asking for that fresh oil, Lord, the the wild ox, (laughs) the horn being poured out. I just see the horn being poured out. And God wants you to have a place where you drink deeply tonight. That the abiding, the connection with the Holy Spirit just comes to a whole new place. And you say, God, God, we just declare tonight any place of disconnect that you reconnect, any place where we've been set felt out of sync, Father, right now. In Jesus' name, we just declare it. A release of fresh, fresh oil right now. Fresh oil. So in all humility, we come. All meekness, we come. We come to see you and see your face. brand new way, God. Lord, let our hunger overtake us. Lord, let there be salt on everyone's tongue that we become more thirsty, Father. Completely thirsty for the water of heaven. 